Hey you guys and welcome to New Society Podcast. As always, I am happy to be back. I wanted to talk to you guys about something that I found so curious and unique. I had to comment about it because this is part of a way longer conversation that I hope to have in the future with friends that you know can talk about this. Um and it's about domestic violence, you know. Um there's so many things that I have to say that I believe in in regards to domestic violence um and not just domestic violence but any kind of violence for that matter violence to women to men to children physical mental emotional sexual abuse all of it and not even it doesn't even have to use the word abuse violence aggression aggressiveness um all of that is unacceptable so i was watching my instagram feed when i came across this news i don't know if you guys know melissa benoist benoist she was from glee i know her from glee um and if you know glee this is very important cuz we're going to talk about two people from glee um melissa is now well known for supergirl but melissa married blake jenner from glee they met in glee and they got married Um and I just saw this news um about Blake Jenner. It says Blake Jenner breaks silence nearly 1 year after Melissa Benoist abuse allegations. So, if you guys didn't know, Melissa already has a baby girl. She is remarried, but she was married to Blake Jenner. He has nothing to do with Kardashians or Jenners. That's not the Jenner. I don't think they're related at all. But yeah. Um Blake Jenner and and Melissa were married I think from 2015 to 2017 after meeting on the set of Glee. I saw Melissa's Instagram video that was pretty long talking about some violence that she had had in a previous relationship. Her relationship with Blake Jenner was very public since they were both from Glee and they were both um couples like their characters were couples in glee so it was kind of like a onset offset kind of relationship that was curious and people could relate to it in some way specifically if you watched glee and you were a fan of it so i don't know about you but for me it actually came as a surprise that they divorced after so soon and specifically they got married so soon to begin with people started thinking that Blake was the man that she was talking about when she referred to um some domestic violence which if you have the chance to see the video if if it's still in her Instagram that you should check it out she details um things that she actually wrote and she details things that happened in the relationship the reason why I'm talking about this relationship and this specific situation is because of his specific reply. He replied, "I just saw this today. This might have been posted today to two days ago something like that, definitely in this week. And I'm going to read to you this reply because it is the most mature thing I have ever seen and it's the best way and the only way that people should react respond and 
live their lives after something like this because let it be known or let's um, remind ourselves that violence could happen to anyone male or female being married being strangers being siblings it could happen to anyone however and in any degree and way and society tends to hide violence because of cultural standards if you're married then you don't say what happens in your bed you don't say what happens in your house you know it's your wife's duty to keep shut you don't have to say anything why would you do that why would you disrespect your husband like that i have been said things like that obviously i'm not married but i have been said things like that to think about when i have a husband and i think that's disgusting i honestly do um I've also heard people say to me that you shouldn't say what happens in your family. It's very close to that same idea, but instead of, you know, you being husband and wife, it's like you're a daughter or or you have kids and you're saying to your kids, don't tell what happens in the house. And as Latinos, I've heard that a lot. I've seen black communities, African-American communities, that also say that they share that in their family. And also Asian communities do this as well, which surprises me because it seems to be the vast majority. These, are, these people are not minorities. Like they are a very wide group of people. And I have no doubt that Caucasians do this as well probably Europeans. Like, I think that this is something that's global and it's a global problem. Another problem is not recognizing that if someone hurts you, it's because they have been hurt before. Not only does that person need to have a responsibility for what they actively presently did, you have to make the parent liable. Either the parent or that other person that did that action. You have to hold them liable. Because I was actually watching a documentary uh, yesterday about these two kids. I'm not going to talk about the case. But they were these two kids um, that were very close. They were boyfriend and girlfriend almost. And they were seriously mentally unstable. They weren't characterized as mentally ill, but they, they, they were shunned by society because they were not okay. The boy wanted suicide. He had attempted suicide so many times. And in the interview, he actually died uh, from suicide. In the interview, they were talking to the dad and they were, telling, they were asking the dad, who do you think is at, it's at fault? for the suicide and he blamed somebody else further in the the documentary they were talking about how the dad physically abused him throwing stuff at him and beating him up and he said that he did not regret that and he would do it anytime any day because that's how his dad taught him and that specific phrase doesn't come to me as a surprise because I know that. I think that every parent thinks like that, um, unfortunately. What surprised me more was, and of course I'm kind of generalized when I say every parent, like don't take that seriously. 
what surprised me more was the fact that he was okay with it. He was like, this is, he looked and he felt and he showed like this was the right thing to do. He didn't look in pain. He didn't look traumatized. That pain that his dad had caused him was so ingrained in him that he didn't recognize that it was wrong. And he himself said that that is what his dad, his dad taught him. So if you think about that, he's saying this is what's right. This is what they taught me. And so many people think about this that way. And that is a huge problem because you're not identifying that there is a problem. You don't see the problem. You don't recognize that you are doing something wrong or that there is something wrong. Now, this is why all the, all the um, fight for domestic violence and abuse and all that is so conflicting in this era because we are breaking that custom of generation that obeys but they're trying to become better people and now a generation that's just simply not okay with it and of course this generation that's not okay with it it's creating new generations that hopefully they make it even more clear that there was a problem to begin with that we're identifying it and that we have to stop it so blake jenner made this six page it's an instagram picture so it's not that big but a six page confession in which he basically admitted that he was the guy that melissa was talking about and i'm going to read this to you because i respect every single word that he's saying i didn't find absolutely anything wrong with it and i decided to actually make this episode because part of the the news said that Melissa's fans were like going against him and that's the wrong way to go I don't see anything wrong with this you have to identify the fact that it takes two to tango and please take this with a grain of salt because this is where people misinterpret what others are saying even though it's wrong and even though some people have it better than others you can leave again some people have it better than others some people are more some people can more easily leave and this again is a very 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 complicated situation to talk about because the reason why some people don't leave it's because they are already so emotionally empty because of past experiences and family relationships which makes it even harder for them to leave however in a general sense It takes two to tango. And what I like about what Blake said is that he gives his side of his story. In every sentence, he does maintain his responsibility. But he also adds deeper, I I believe, meaning to what was actually happening. Deeper context to say like, okay, I acted this way. This is why I acted this way. This is what happened to me that I acted this way. And this is what also happened around me. So, again, this isn't to to excuse Blake. Because I don't think he's doing it that way. And I don't think it actually works that way. But it helps you understand how, again, it takes two to tangle. Why were they together in the first place? Why did they stay together? They get married and why things escalated the way that they do. 
And this provides such an amazing piece of educational information that you don't find anywhere. This real life confession, a very detailed and deep description of what was going through his mind and the way that he said it, it's just amazing. I'm just going to read it to you because it's just amazing. So it starts saying, over the past 11 months, I have been thinking about how to address a personal situation made public in late 2019. Throughout that time, I reflected on a period in my life that I had previously kept in the darkness out of shame and fear, but I know this is something that needs to be addressed, not just publicly, but also privately with the individual directly affected and with myself. When I was 20 years old, I met a woman and we fell in love. I didn't realize the magnitude of it back then, but in retrospect, as great as the love that was shared between us, the shared brokenness that stemmed in our childhoods proved to be greater. Now, I'm going to stop right there. This sentence, it's so vital. And I bet that so many people that read this are not going to understand that. This is the reason why they came together. They related in that sense. They had a burden that they connected. And probably they thought that this is how they were going to fix themselves. Like their problems were just going to disappear because they related and they understood and they could cancel each other out. That's, that's something that is logical that people think of, even if it actually doesn't make any sense. The passion between us, and I'm reading again, the passion between us would take us both to some of the most joyous highs, but also to moments of jealousy, bouts of insecurity and volatility. In a way, I think of the bo- for the both of us, Our marriage was a potential for redemption of sorts, you see? Even in those moments where I was determined to leave because it would have been the healthier choice, it felt as though I couldn't leave what someone I love was asking me to stay. It was a relationship with a foundation rooted in codependency, which had dire consequences. We were both young and left so much of our brokenness to fester for too long. I take full responsibility and accountability for the hurt that I inflicted during my relationship with my past partner, emotionally, mentally, and yes, physically. Two years prior to the end of our relationship, there was a time where my past partner and I were in an argument that escalated, and in a moment of frustration, while I was standing in the hallway and she was in her bedroom, I threw my phone aimlessly and I hit my former partner in her face. I froze in a state of shock and horror as my then-partner screamed in anguish, her eye immediately swollen shut from the impact of the phone. Now I'm stopping here. The fact that he actually said this, detailed, because let's go back. She doesn't ever talk about him in the video. So the fact that he came forward, he said, yes, this was me. And yes, I am telling you what actually happened. What I did, that terrible, terrible thing, I have to applaud that. Because the amount of people that do that are very, very, very low. And that's nothing. That's just the beginning. He's just saying what happened. But he came forward. He said it without even being asked to do that because this was there were a lot of rumors a lot of allegations and how many allegations happen and celebrities that never get cleared up and they never 
like no one ever takes any accountability so it was completely normal if he would have just kept his mouth shut and not talk about this at all but the fact that he did the fact that he's writing this and the fact that he's detailing what he did wrong explicitly i think that's amazing now i'm not saying that i applaud him i mean i am but i'm not saying that i applaud what he was doing and that him coming forward eliminates what he did because that will never be true. This doesn't matter unless every word he says after that you're gonna hear right now is real, true, and he never actually does it again. That's what matters here. So the fact that he actually came forward not only to write this, but to be so detailed and specific about what he did, which was a terrible thing, but the fact that he's saying it I value that a lot because that is extremely rare and that is a start that a lot of people have to do that's a, that's something that a lot of people have to make you know that's that's an important step I froze in a state of shock and horror as my then partner screamed in anguish her eye immediately swollen shut from the impact of the phone it's a moment that I will regret for the rest of my life she sat there crying, and I can only imagine the pain, fear, and shame she must have felt in that moment. If I could do anything to take it back, I would. However, as hard as it may have been to come to terms with it, and as hard as it is for me to even describe that moment in detail now, whatever the intention may have been, I am responsible for the pain that I caused her in that moment and beyond. And it is something that I am still working on forgiving myself for. Without absolving myself in any responsibility, it is important to understand that there was mental, emotional, and physical abuse inflicted from both ends. And I'm going to stop here again. It's very important that when you listen to this, you understand that he is giving you an insight to what was happening and whatever he says following it makes it makes you understand what was going through their mind he's not being like i did this but she did that because that's what people think when you hear something like this or when you read something like this this is not what he's doing he said in that previous sentence i am responsible I have a responsibility. He never denies it. He's never like, I'm responsible, but he here is telling you, and you can see in that sentence, it doesn't even say but. It says, without absolving myself, absolving myself from any responsibility. It is important to understand that there, are men that there was mental, emotional, and physical abuse inflicted from both ends. In a clinical way, I, I believe, I can imagine psychologists listening or reading to this, and they're like, oh, oh my God, this is amazing because it's so profound it's so transparent and this is what we need people to be transparent open-minded literally transparent you know you don't have to be perfect you have to have love and for him to say all this he has to have some love because if he didn't he wouldn't be minding and talking about this specifically in the way that he's referring to himself here he's never um acting like oh i'm so great because i said this you know because I am actually, you know, I'm manning up to this. That's never his intention. You can never read that in there. 
and I can see people misinterpreting what he's doing with that. I think that you should see it in a clinical level. You should see it in a medical level, a psychological level, sociological level, cultural level, because I, I, I love this. And I'm going to save this. I'm going to take this as an example. This is absolutely um, a big step, I think, in our society and something that just needs to be replicated so much. And if your lawyer is like me and you think about criminal law, this is a good thing because you need to know what's happening in your, in your client's mind when he did something. He's actually giving us an insight into the intimacy of their personalities that reflected into their relationship. At the beginning, he was talking about how they came for broken um broken families that's not the exact word that he said let me look that up um okay brokenness that self that stemmed from our childhoods so the brokenness that stemmed from our childhoods you can't heal that with love that's one of the things that people say the most you can't heal your broken heart with love that's why they say love yourself first then your love will come nobody else can heal you and you can see that's kind of what they were trying to do and the fact that they both had that in common, I, I believe it seems that the pain was very similar. They lived through similar things in their childhood and their homes. I, I believe that they thought that they could actually fix it because they understood it. You know, you have the same thing that I did. I feel you because I felt it. So maybe I can, since I can understand you better, I can fix it. But of course, they had to fix themselves. This is something completely normal that happens to so many people so he is saying okay so it says without absolving myself from any responsibility of any responsibility it is important to understand that there was mental emotional and physical abuse inflicted from both ends as a result my former partner and i began to see a th therapist together but despite numerous attempts to work our issues out we would find ourselves stuck in this toxic cycle that our relationship became I have thought long and hard about whether or not to speak out about the pain that was inflicted onto me throughout the course of this relationship by my former partner. And I have come to the conclusion that yes, it is important for me to do so. So again, here, I don't see him being like, yep, you know, I did it, but she did it too. That's not what he's saying here. It might sound as if he is. And of course, it's my opinion against yours. But I do believe that that's not what he's thinking. That's not what he's saying. Because if it was mutual, again, it takes two to tango. Some domestic violence dynamics are unilateral. Some are bilateral. <laughs> these, are, these are legal terms, so just bear with me. Um, so some dynamics are from one party to the other. But other dynamics are mutual. And it makes it as bad. It, it really makes it as bad. If the male is inflicting it to the female, the female is inflicting it to the male or both, it makes it as bad. So in this case, take it as two different circumstances. Imagine that Blake was in a... He was um, physically abused or mentally and emotionally abused by his partner. And individually, another person, another woman was abused by her partner. Well, that's exactly what happened here, but they were doing it together. So that's kind of what you should think of because this makes you realize how he was reacting to it. So if, if you think about it, 
the fact that she was doing it too might make him feel like it was acceptable. And the fact that he was doing it might make her feel like it was acceptable. So this is kind of what I want you to, to think through because it's so important to understand the dynamic without judging. It's not like he's wrong, she's wrong. No, like understand what's going on. And these are behaviors that they lived through when they were children. This is something that they were thought, okay? So it says here, throughout my years of ongoing therapy, I have had to address why it is that I lived so long in shame over certain traumas that I had experienced over the course of my life, as well as the pain that I had experienced within this relationship. I realized that much of it was due to this false sense of masculinity, oof, that I felt the need to uphold. And the need to, conform, to confront that, like so many men, I had lived so much of my life in secrecy and suppression because of the false ideas of manhood that were instilled in me since birth. I want to make something very clear. None of this is meant to serve as an excuse, but rather are realizations that I had throughout my process of healing and reckoning with all that transpired both throughout this relationship and my life. I also do believe that when allegations and information are brought forth about someone, that accountability goes both ways, and one has a right to defend oneself when deemed necessary. So ignoring that last part, the fact that he came forward and recognized that part of his behavior was due to toxic masculinity and cultural beliefs implanted or, or, or instilled to men was astonishing to me because again, this is another thing that makes this writing, and this is a confession, this isn't like, it. it I, I would literally use this as a historical writing. I would literally use this as an educational writing because it has so much value to it. This is transparency male problems with aggression or their relationship with aggression and violence comes through that the same way that women are constantly um made less for x y and z the reason why people always think that it's the way that women dress that makes them um that makes it justifiable that they were raped you know that the way that people say they should say in their homes and, and, and not go out such a late hour those kind of commentaries those are cultural and those are so present still today still the same goes with masculinity it's like this is what women should do this is what men should do this is how women should behave this is how men should behave and the fact that he acknowledged the cultural role in his personality imagine it this way he is he's literally living the movie of his life and he paused he paused the movie he stepped back and he was like wait 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 and you can see this when he actually hit her what did he do he acted instinctively his unconscious behavior or response was that of the toxic masculinity as soon as he did that he recognized what was going on so he's that you can see and the reason that he's writing this you can it's a, it's a proof that he is this way you can see that he's a nice guy that's just fighting with and this goes to so many men he's a nice guy that's fighting his way through break with social standards 
and his the creation of his own identity because you can see that he's struggling with his identity um or he was at least back then and i admire the fact that he was transparent enough to say you know what i too have been masculine in a toxic way or in a negative way you know I, i have also done this so that is important now the last sentence that he said just ignore that sentence we're not gonna it's it, it, it's like an automatic thing you know it's like i mean i'm talking about this i'm telling you my story but hey i'm also doing this because you know you're thinking about this so let me just clear it up you know and that's that's a normal thing that people shouldn't be like oh you know he did this because of this no that's one sentence like out of how many a hundred no just don't do that that's that's you being negative and and literally ignoring all the great stuff that it's written in here not only representative of him but of males and of the current problem with domestic violence that's the important thing that's what you should take away of this it's not like he's great it's look at a perfect example of a person that's been there that has done a bad thing that has recognized that and that has been able to move forward that's the takeaway of this so Um, moving on with what he said, it says the mental and emotional abuse began at the start of our relationship. So here he's just talking about the relationship again. The mental and emotional abuse began at the start of our relationship. I was made to pass on numerous jobs and opportunities because of jealousy of respective female co-stars. I was discouraged from and threatened to not develop relationships with and take photos with female co-stars at professional events. Threats of and derogatory comments were made regarding female colleagues I had worked or was working with. I was made to feel guilty for working as I received calls from my former partner while I was away, threatening self-harm out of depression and a deep-seated fear of abandonment. I was isolated, prohibited from seeing my friends for years, resulting in this toxic relationship becoming the entirety of my world. I was verbally and, emotion- and emotionally abused for everything from the family I was born into the clothes I would wear in photo shoots. I was scratched. I was slapped. I was punched in the face, which caused a trip to the hospital to treat my broken nose. I, too, have had to conceal and make up lies about many visible injuries I had incurred throughout the relationship. I was physically assaulted in the shower, leaving me with traumatic with a traumatic injury that I do not want to dwell into at this time. So he he ends the paragraph here. There's more, but I want to stop here because that last sentence actually answers that other sentence that you you could actually be thinking of. He could relate and talk detailed, you know, talk in a detailed manner about that um infliction, you know, that assault that he had. and he would if if he wanted to literally be like he said she said the same way that he detailed what he did he would have detailed there what she did in that assault and again all the things that he's saying previous when he's actually um describing the relationship serve to sustain the fact that they were both broken they were broken so similarly that things weren't one way she actually did it too so again what what he's telling it just helps you understand how they were broken they were both broken and this is how it reflected okay it's take it very generally don't be personal as to this is Blake and this is Melissa because that is not the takeaway from this at all 
So it says here, there are also discrepancies between the recollections, the recollections of our relationship, its timeline, and the things that took place over the years. To get into the specifics would not only be revealing things that I believe my former partner would want respected as they pertain, pertain to their personal life, but would inevitably turn this into a she said, he said, mudslinging match of sorts. And that is the last thing I believe anyone wants. I think what I'm trying to get at is that this relationship and all of its toxicity and turbulence was the product of two broken people over the span of years. Although this was spoken about late last year by my former partner, the fact is we have not been together in nearly four years. And in that time, and even prior to the dissolution of our relationship, I have worked on my personal issues one-on-one -on -one with my therapist, tackling not just the symptoms, but the root causes that give that gave way to everything that had happened. In speaking about my experiences, I wish there was a way to convey that it is truly not my wish to drag her down in any way. This is something that I feel as though many people do not understand. I want her to heal, but I too want to heal. And I choose to believe that the two are not mutually exclusive. And I think that has that has probably been one of the most difficult things to navigate because it feels as though my voice no longer matters. I, ultimately, however, I want to be the man that I know I can be, extending empathy onto others and living a life of forgiveness for others and for myself. So I'm going to pause here again. The fact that he said that he feels that his voice no longer matters, it's something very, very, very common. When a man fits the cultural societal description of a male, which is violent, which is very masculine and everything that that entails, not really noticed that's like okay you're doing you know that's that's normal when a male breaks with that when they're being vulnerable and intimate they get discouraged as female also do so when he said that he felt that his voice no longer matters i can definitely see that he feels that way because as the um the news here said the report here said a lot of um, melissa's fans were going against him and that's again that's something that happens so often he has a voice and he's using his voice and he admitted that he's doing something wrong he did something wrong and that no one will ever take that away and he doesn't want to take that away that's the whole point he doesn't want to and he won't take it away so you have to respect him from that fact and his voice matters so much he right now is an example and i applaud him for that because he is an example and he looked for help that doesn't happen with everybody not everybody does that and the way that he's writing shows that he is better and if he didn't write that it doesn't matter it really just doesn't matter this isn't about blake if he didn't then let this be the model for other men to follow so again i am keeping my read and he says to whoever is reading this i am sorry for the loss of respect and trust for injecting any ounce of negativity and or sorrow into a world that is already infected with so much sorrow as is and for coloring the art that you view in any shades other than what is supposed to bring you joy to every victim of situational couple violence and any victim of any form of abuse that may have been triggered by our story i am truly sorry I know that no statement or letter can convey this, so I will make every attempt to lead with action. 
I stand with you as a victim myself. I repent for the abuse I inflicted as an aggressor myself and vow to never retreat to losing who I am ever again. However, the most important apology extends then and now to my former partner. I am sorry. There are many things I wish I could have done differently. And while I wish it did not take the pain that was suffered throughout the course of our relationship, I will never regress to making the same mistakes ever again. I will never stop doing the work necessary to better myself in all areas of my life. I wish you and your family nothing but good health, joy, and love. After nearly four years since we parted ways, I can unequivocally say that I know who I am and know that I have grown and learned from the mistakes I have made throughout a long period of self-examination and work, but very much understand that I can always learn and continually grow. And I know that is not a lone journey. I hope that by me sharing my story, that it can help people in some capacity to reflect, listen, and emerge from the shame and secrecy of abuse. To you, the reader, wherever you are in the world, thank you for reading my truth. It means more than you know. I hope you're healthy and well. Oh my God, my eyes are teary now. This is amazing. I really, really, really believe he wrote this. I mean, if you, if you say that he didn't, I don't know what you're thinking. Um, my utmost respect to him, honestly. This is, this is beautiful because it's raw. And by that I say, beauty doesn't need to be good. doesn't need to be perfect. doesn't need to be right. This is real because it's real and raw and transparent. It's so much more valuable reading this gives me hope and i will do everything in my power to give this to everybody who needs it because this right here can be the solution of so many problems in our society in our culture generation in our world you guys have no idea this is so valuable And this comes from the bottom of the heart of someone that has suffered and has made other people suffer. So let's put a very big hypothetical here. Let's say that he was convicted because of his abuse, because of his, of his battery. Let's say that he killed somebody. I'm obviously being very hypothetical. And he was actually convicted and he's a murderer. This realization and reflection that he did not only breaks his cycle, but breaks the cycle. If the legal system can be able to recognize that we can take people that have done a terrible thing and we can make them think this way, we are going to break the cycle. Because those people that are already convicted are going to stop doing it. They're gonna break that cycle themselves. Not only that, they're gonna heal. So they're not, not only aren't they gonna kill, and again, I'm being very drastic and extreme, they're not going to inflict any pain because they're gonna be healed. They're gonna heal the people around them. And they're gonna keep sharing and expanding that recognition, and that's gonna be something accepted. If people are going to be raw and transparent and real. Specifically males that keep so much in them because it's 
socially ingrained that they should not be emotional or cry or, or all that. And that's why they're aggressive. Out of a lot of reasons as well, of course, I'm not an expert, but this is a reality. This is a reality. And I need you guys to see this post, to save this post and share this post. If you share the actual Instagram post, it's very likely that some people are actually going to go and, you know, be very mean towards him or what he was trying to do. So if you can share the podcast better. (laughs) But honestly, I think this is so valuable. I really, really do. And I hope that a lot of people can be able to recognize this and share this because this is the reality that we face. And this message, this confession, it's a very, 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 very big light of hope. I hope you guys love this episode. I hope you share this because, I mean, this is valuable, valuable stuff. Follow New Society Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And you can listen to us on so many platforms that I can't really remember all of them. I mean, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Amazon. I think it's Amazon Music, um, Pocket Cast, Anchor, and so much more. I love you guys so much. Like reading this, reading something about darkness, about domestic violence gave me so much light and hope. This is, this is what we have to do. We have to be transparent, real, recognize, learn, and heal. I feel amazing right now. And I read something about domestic violence. So you see how we can change energies and how we can change the world? See you guys next time.